Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used. Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the Prez and VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan. Got my co-host, Ricky Et Dog, VP Etridge. Welcome to the show. Welcome to a new week and welcome, Et Dog. Uh, how are you, mate? Did you enjoy the first week of finals? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that really threw you off there, didn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm still defensive. I enjoy it or not. Yeah. I'll let you know Wednesday. <laughs> Even then you won't. <laughs> so we're actually recording these intros like a week in advance pretty much. So it's currently 8.15 on the Wednesday, the 30th September. And there is a reason why we're recording these so early. So finals obviously starting the weekend just been. We've got good weather in Melbourne, which means I'm going to be out doing some gardening. But more importantly, tomorrow when recording this, the... Uh, EA Access Trial 10 free hour trial for FIFA 21 comes out, mate. So I don't have time to be doing bloody podcasting with you for the next about four months. So luckily I've got plenty of bank because once FIFA comes out, mate, oh, you won't see me again for a while. Which lockdown would extend? <laughs> All right. Speaking of FIFA, there is yes. something going, out, going is, on with... Uh... Yes, we'll get to that. But speaking of FIFA, you downloaded it the other day. Yeah, man. Uh, like, I was never you know, hated the game of FIFA. Like, I don't mind playing a FIFA game. I just don't understand soccer and how you can watch it for hours on end when games can end in draws. And I had a draw the other day and I was pissed off. I'm like, oh, well, let's go to extra time. Let's get a decider. No, there's no sudden death, nothing. I I don't like that. Only cup games, mate. Only cup games. But yeah, as you mentioned, there is something pretty uh, cool going on FIFA-wise. So... Yeah, the Manchester Mozzies, who we've spoken to in the Cobracast uh, across in England, normally run a November Cup tournament. But unfortunately, due to uh, COVID restrictions kicking back in across in England, they've unfortunately had to uh, cancel that this season. But instead of just sitting there and licking their wounds and going, well, next year, let's worry about it. Now, they're decided going to do something for charity. They're going to continue to raise money for charity. And they're going to do a FIFA tournament, an online FIFA tournament, mate. So uh, this isn't just for clubs in England or for Manchester Mozzie players. This is for everyone. You and me are going to be part of it. We're going to, you know, I'm going to carry this club for once. Um, so About time you did. So. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's, I haven't really earned my keep this, this year, I wouldn't have thought. Um, but, 
So each club gets to nominate two best FIFA 20 players. Now, that's going to be the issue for me. It's best FIFA 20. So by the time 21 comes out, there will be a few things that aren't quite the same, which may throw me off. Um, the other issue, the fact that it's PlayStation, that, that yeah. I feel... That I feel that I, I, feel, I feel that's a fair handicap for me. I feel like saying that I've only to play on PlayStation is a good handicap. Um, so it's an online t- online tournament to be held in November. Um, so that's about plenty of time for uh, for me to get used to a, a console I don't have. Um, a, th- a thirty pound entry fee, and all proceedings will go to Movember. So I think thirty pounds. I think it's about fifty dollars Australian. I think. Sounds about right. Um, and it's hosted and organised, obviously, by the, uh, the good fellows at the Manchester Mozzies. So, you and me are ready, Mark. We're going to get our, our console things going and uh, bring home the chocolates to the Sandown Conference. Yeah, nice. I look forward to it. I've been putting in some practice, trying to trying to master the craft a little bit. But um, I do get... I play a few games and then I'm like, uh, this is getting a bit boring. I'm going to go play some Madden. So, it's it's... It's a bit more exciting. I'm a bit better at it. So yeah, so I enjoy FIFA. I also enjoy the, the career mode of aspect of FIFA, where you control a team and you. I just love me FIFA. I love me soccer, mate. So this is what it is. All right, um, but uh, we are heading over to Scotland. Yes, and we're going. To, we're going to Edinburgh, and it's not the Edinburgh just down the road. What I would do to go to Edinburgh Reserve right now, though. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. How, mate, the ground would be looking absolutely magnificent right now, wouldn't it? With the oh, you'd hope fair so. bit of ra- the rain we've had, with no games getting played on it for so long, it it, it wouldn't have a speck of freaking dirt on it. It'd be lush green grass. It'd be, oh. Well, well, well the fact that um, it normally was lush even when we had 100 blokes training on it. Could you imagine with nobody on it? Like That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, there's nothing getting played at all. Uh, and, and, I, and I trust the, uh, the city of Gradine on to be doing upkeep of our ground, making, making sure it looks all good. You know, they've got to make sure that the, uh, the number one ground in the city of Gradine is looking pristine for next season. Yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. no good if we're posting pictures around the world of the you know, Edinburgh Reserve and the Cobras and there's this shitty looking ground would it wouldn't do them no favors that's for sure no nah, no nah, but yeah oh it'd be great to go down anyway. there but yeah we're gonna go to edinburgh, edinburgh over in scotland so we're gonna chat with chris it's from the edinburgh bloods um which was another one of the jumpers we really enjoyed um they didn't they didn't make it as far as Others, like but, but yeah, we we thought they were pretty pretty decent looking jumper. We're a sucker for a skyline. Let's oh, yeah. as, as we as we learned in the week, I think we spoke about three clubs in the week, and all three clubs had skylines, and it was like, god damn, they're fantastic. Yeah, but um, no, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Now, oh, that's right. It, it was nice to get back across to uh, where it all started for us, across in Scotland. Yeah. West Lothian, Scotland, where it all started for us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you, you, you sounded very confused. <laughs> yeah, West Lothian, yeah. Just Scotland, nice, yeah. It's just nice back, to get back across. Back, it's been back a while. to Scotland, yeah. Mate, it's a beautiful place. Um, and I like the fact that they they didn't go with Edinburgh Swans, even though they got a Swan, you know, the Swans colour scheme and jerseys and stuff. They said, so, nah, 
Swans is not hard enough for us in Scotland. We're going with the Bloods. So, um, yeah, it was a good chat with Chris about the history and about his time over there with the uh, Edinburgh Bloods and how he came across it. Um, and he, he, somebody used the old dog recruiting technique to to get him to come play footy, just get him drunk at the bar and it's, just get him to sign up to play footy. Right. Which it's, a, it's a flawless... It's a flawless design. It's a, it's a not design. It's a, I don't even know what I'm looking for. It's but, a tried and tested so, method. It's yeah. just, it's, yeah. And do you know why it's, it works so well? Because it's not like you don't get to recruit him. Yeah, you still get to have a drink. And you can try 10 times. You don't get one of them. That many drinks, you're probably going to forget you ever asked them 10 the night before. So you wake up, you're like, ah, nice guy off my nose. Yeah. Oh, let's get into this one. Let's chat with uh, Chris. Uh, uh, let's just not forget, mate. We've got to tell the, remind the people. Wednesday night, Ed Dogs recommend podcast recommendations. Make sure you yeah, yeah, yeah. Tune in Wednesday. You'll get that Wednesday. That's The people know by now. To come it's, only back been, it's only been one week. Mate. I feel like the people are still here, still they can get their, their headphones on, waiting for them. Wednesday yeah. night. Uh, Wednesday night. Get you through the hump day with uh, the podcast recommendations, but have them ready, ready to go. And... Uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one Wednesday. All right, so today we're joined by Chris, all the way from Edinburgh. And I don't mean Edinburgh Reserve, I mean Edinburgh over in Scotland. Uh, he's from the Edinburgh Bloods. Welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for having me. Nah, it's our pleasure. Thanks for joining us, mate. And uh, yeah, we're, our, our home ground is the Edinburgh Reserve, so we've got a little little connection there already. Brilliant. Nice. All right. So let's get straight into it. I know you got a lot to do in your Friday morning. So Saturday morning, Rift. Saturday morning. We just went through this. <laughs> oh, come on. It's uh, been a long day. Anyway, um, how did you come across Aussie Rules over there? Uh, so for me personally, when I uh, I lived in London for about five years, um, so I'd watched a bit of it on TV, uh, and then one day I was basically drunk on a Saturday afternoon uh, and the pub that I was in uh, was a mate of mine um, and he actually was a sponsor pub of the local Aussie Rules team so I saw a poster it was probably about seven pints in went to speak to uh, Ray's name was and said oh like fancy giving that a go and funnily enough the local London team that was there called the London Swans uh, they were actually upstairs so I got introduced and then went to a training session the following week and then that was it I was hooked Nice, mate. He's taken his mate's taken a page out of your book, that dog, he, and just waited till he's a good seven or eight pints deep. And then, uh, hey, how about you give Aussie Rules a crack? It's, uh, it's proof, proof that it works, mate. Proof is in the pudding, as they would say. Absolutely, yeah, nice. So, when and how was the club first founded, and, and why did they choose the Bloods? So, yeah, the Edinburgh Bloods was founded in 2003. Um, so the Bloods name comes. Originally from uh, the first set of kits we were given were from the Sydney Swans. So obviously the connection to the Bloods there, that's where the names come from. Um, so it was founded by a chap called Richard Prentice, who had, uh, an Aussie guy had moved up from London um, and was sort of trying to get Aussie rules going with another chap called Andy Butler, who was based in Glasgow. Um, so yeah, that's where the Bloods name come from. So you thought Swans, not hard enough. We better go with the Bloods where... Swans is a bit too soft for us Scottish <laughs> lads to, to be running around called the Swans. That's it. Absolutely. 
got to sound a bit like a gang from the West Coast of America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So you said that you um, went, they could, like, went with the Bloods because of Sydney, but your jumper has changed a little bit since then. So how did you guys come up with the current jumper design you guys have? So um, one of our committee members, uh, Cameron, who's a uh, dab hand at graphic design, um, he basically just came up with the kit concept. So obviously using the the castle, etc. Um, so yeah, he does all of our graphic design for us just now. So suddenly, like our website, our kits are suddenly way better than they used to be because yeah, he's he's pretty shit hot at it to be honest. So uh, <laughs> that's where the designs come from. Um, just keeping with the red theme, but yeah, just let him work his magic. Yeah, as Rifty knows, I'm a big fan of unique jumpers and things that have got you know, details in it. And when I come across your jumper, I was quite pleased with how nice it looked and how it is you know, something to do with Edinburgh and not just your standard you know, Sydney Swans jumper, for example. Um, so do you guys have a club theme song? We do. It's actually... Uh, um... I can't actually, it's not taken from any one of the main clubs. Uh, it was one of our former players, Dill, uh, his local team's song back in Australia. So it's just been amended a little bit to include Edinburgh in it. Um, I'm not going to try and recite it because I'm going to look like a bit of a fanny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's not, it's not taken from any of the main AFL clubs. Are you not going to give us a little taste of it at all? <laughs> little, little Way too early. Way too <laughs> early for that, to be honest. <laughs> All right, so how did, how did the Bloods go in their first season and how many players did you have then? So, to be honest, obviously it was a bit before my time, um, but as far as I'm aware, a lot of it was, was fairly social at that point. So there was originally two teams in Edinburgh, so there was the Edinburgh Bloods and then the Edinburgh Body Snatchers. Uh, <laughs> Old-time old Body Snatchers, sorry. So the Old-time Body Snatchers. Uh, so based on, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the story of Birkin here in Edinburgh, so they were a couple of guys that used to make money uh, back in sort of Victorian ages, exhuming corpses and selling them for medical research. So uh, hence old time body snatchers. But, <laughs> you know, as far as, yeah, bit, a bit extreme. Now you think about it. Uh, I like so it. They were, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll tell, tell you what, you wouldn't want to be getting into a fight with them on the field, would you? You'd be uh, quite intimidated by that name. Yeah, it's an intimidating name, but we're, we're generally not very intimidating people. We're all pretty cool. So, yeah, kind of a bit of a juxtaposition. Yeah, nice, the, the body snatchers. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about unique names. That's, uh... that's, that's right up there. Like, I thought the Fighting Squids was the unique body snatchers. That's, that's right up there, I think. But um, I noticed you do have a women's team as well. When did they start and, and how they've gone? So, yeah, the women's, we've had women training with us, like with the men's team, probably for the last kind of three years. Um, so we've always welcomed them to be able to train with us. Uh, but there, hasn't, there wasn't really a huge push on getting a women's team probably until last year. Um, so we had, obviously, a couple of ladies turn up who were obviously looking to get involved. And they were also involved with a couple of rugby teams as well. So uh, it's really started to build momentum now. So, um yeah, last year was probably the first year we they played full competitive matches, um, but it's really growing. I mean, the first training session we had back for preseason, there was more women than there were men for the first one. So um, it's definitely going really strong. Uh, so, which is great, you know. Yeah, our first international episode that we did was actually with West Lothian Eagles, and um, Jamie from them was saying exactly the same thing that 
You know, some nights there was more women at their training than there was men. So it's good to see that um, the women's game is thriving across in Scotland and all of Europe, which we've uh, found out. So um, do you know how they went in their first game? Yeah, so the first, um, funnily enough, their first uh, full competitive game as a Bloods-only ladies team. So before that, they'd, they'd usually combined with some of the ladies from other teams. Um, but their first game was actually against West Lothian Eagles, funnily enough, as a full Bloods team. Um, I can't remember the exact score, but they took out a pretty good win. Yeah, nice. There we go. Nice little connection. I had, did have a feeling that when I said to you, Rifty, we'll chat to Edinburgh, I'm like, I'm hoping West Lothian comes up. It'd be unusual for them not to, being the fact they're one hour down the road, if that. Not even. Yeah, not about even. half an hour. Even <laughs> if. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Not too Is far. It, a lot of the clubs that we speak to in the world, like especially in America and everything like that, they've got to travel a long way to play their games. Is it handy having a club, you know, literally just half an hour down the road? Yeah, it's, it's great. To be honest, with most of the clubs now, um, majority of them are within 90 minutes drive or public transport. Um, there's the team down in Newcastle, which is obviously the north of England. Um, they're the longest, and that's probably a couple of hours. Uh, but they're, they're actually closer to playing in Scotland than they are to the next club down in England. So they're in our league. So they're the furthest. Um, but yeah, it's great to be... It's great for game days to be able to just, you know, leave at a respectable time and not crack a dawn just to go and get a game. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, look, I'm not going to lie to you. As I was asking that question, I was like, oh, shit, no, they're in Europe. They're actually quite compacted and the whole country is not a big country. But I'd gone too far on the question to turn around. So I'm like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to go with it. Because we spoke to a club from uh, America this morning and they were saying, you know, their closest team is, you know, two and a half hour drive away. That's the closest. So my mind was, was there. But, um do you guys find it hard to get players and how do you recruit? Uh, so I'd say when I first joined quite a few years ago, um, our playing numbers were, uh, they weren't great. So sometimes you'd have maybe six guys turning up to training. Um, but I think as the club's grown, we've, we've used social media a fair bit to recruit. Um, and then luckily, like as we've grown, we've had more and more uh, people looking to get involved um, sort of at a committee level who have then managed to recruit more. So um, it's effectively just built up now that we've had more of an infrastructure in place. So we don't do too badly recruiting just now. Um, but I'd say the biggest key for us has been using social media. Yeah, nice. So one of the big uh, you know, festivals is the Edinburgh Fringe Fest. Do you, do you head down there and do any recruiting, try and get some Aussies that have, you know, headed over for that and try and get them to stick around and play some footy? To be honest, the, the actual Edinburgh Festival, uh, we, we don't normally target that as a particular way of recruiting. Um, again, it's just one of those things, if you've got people coming, like, coming and going, it's quite difficult to get them to stick around. So uh, probably, not specifically, uh, we probably should in all fairness, because it's, it's packed full of people, but... Um, by that point, we're kind of well into the season. We're, we're towards finals time. So a lot of it's then focused on, you know, Touchwood being in and around the finals. Yeah, nice, nice. I'll right, ask you next question, Rifty, because I want something to work off that. So when, where, you to, when you get to it. Yeah, whereabouts do you get to train and play your games? So we train at a, a park called Inverleith Park. So uh, it's just like a sort of public park, um, but they've got rugby pitches set up. So... Um, I don't know if Jamie had mentioned this to you, but we play nine-a-side on a rugby pitch, which is common throughout most of Europe. Um, so that's where we've we've trained, certainly for the last three or four years. Um, 
previously we used to train at a place called the Meadows, which is a really, really, really popular public park right in the centre of Edinburgh. Um, but it's, it was great. But if you have a sunny day up there, it was packed full of people and you would be kicking balls over folk having barbecues and stuff. So uh, Inverleith's a bit quieter and you've got the posts and things. Um, in terms of our matches, uh, majority of the time we play at a, another park called Union Park. Um, again, it's a, like a council-owned facility, uh, but we've got a good relations built up with the, the local rugby team that's based there uh, called Christoph and Cougars. Um, so they let us use like their clubhouse and things after matches. So generally we'll, we'll try and play at Union Park as long as it's available. <clears throat> okay, now that's where a question was coming to. So you mentioned that the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is you know, pretty far into your season, so you don't really think about targeting it for players. What you should do is you should target it to get them to come down the week before or the week after to a home game and get them to throw a shit ton of money over the bar, drink, and get rowdy in the crowd. And that way you can have you know, a few hundred people watching your game of footy. It's a good idea. I'd probably go back to how I was recruited being drunk. We could exactly just get right. people down, uh, yeah. just get them to uh, support us. They probably don't know what's going on, but <laughs> yeah, great idea. You could make it a, you know, your, your big function for the year and you know, the Edinburgh... Bloods Fringe Festival and invite everyone from the Fringe Festival down to one night and have a massive shindig after the game and you know, there you go. Yeah, sounds like a plan That's for it. me, mate. I know, I know. There's pl- plenty of Aussies that head over for it. I know a couple of my mates were uh, pretty disappointed that they couldn't get over for it this year and, and well, I, I think it was cancelled anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, it should obviously be going on full throttle just now. August is the month for it, um, but it's, yeah, nothing's going on. It's completely dead. So it's a bit strange. Yeah, so um, is it something you guys get along to socially, though? Like, a, get a group of the boys together and go down to watch some of the acts and stuff at the Fringe Fest? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um Definitely. I mean, obviously, in most games, we'll be out having a few drinks afterwards, and a lot of folk will kick on to fringe shows after that as well, because obviously a lot of them run on really late. So, yeah, definitely a big part of going out. The social scene in Edinburgh at that point is really good. They've loads of bars that are kind of popped up and set up for the month. So, yeah, definitely good for the social. It's definitely one we've got to add to the to the bucket list. I think get Dogtead over for the fringe fest. What's the Bloods place in finals, hopefully, at the same time? I'll tell you what, mate. My bucket, my bucket list has gone from a handful of things to bloody a thousand things doing this podcast. It's Yeah, we do have about 60 clubs we're going to go see. Let's hope, hopefully we win, uh, we win touch lotto, mate, and we can do this trip because I'm not too sure we're going to afford this. But um, well, What about, you mentioned, hopefully you're playing finals that time. So how, how successful has the club been? So yeah, we've we've been pretty successful to be honest. Uh, so nine premierships we've won. Um, so uh, not bragging, but we're the most successful club certainly to play in Scotland. Um, I mean, bearing in mind some of the seasons, there's literally been maybe us and two or three other clubs uh, at most. So yeah, so nine premierships. So we've certainly done the best. Yeah, very nice. Um, so this year Scotland was meant to host the Euro Cup. Was it? Is that the Euro Cup I meant to host this year in Scotland? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were supposed to have the Euro Cup in Stirling, um, but that's obviously due to the circumstances being cancelled, unfortunately. <clears throat> Before it got cancelled, how big a deal was that for uh, footy in Scotland to get such a big tournament? Yeah, really, really big deal. Um, we we have hosted it once before in 2012, but if you compare to how much the game has grown across Europe in that those sort of kind of eight years it would have been certainly a much bigger deal obviously 
the women's games expanded, so there's way more teams. Um, yeah, so it would have been a really, really big deal to have that. Uh, so pretty gutted that's not not happened this year. Are they planning on going ahead with it in 2021 in the same place? I think so. As far as I'm aware, yes. I think that's the plan, but um, don't quote me on it. <laughs> so there's another one for our bucket list rifties and has been since the first episode. <laughs> yeah. What, what month is that normally held? Would that have been held? So, it's, to be honest, it depends on which country it's held in. So, traditionally, it's been in around September, October time. Um, but as you as you've probably know, the stereotypical Scottish weather around October time is pretty grim. So, that was going to be in amongst the summer. So, it was uh, June or July, I think. Um, we've got the best chance of it being okay weather. So, yeah, last year was... Um, that was Finland, I think. And that, again, was in the summer for the same reason. So... Yeah, majority of the time it's uh, also dependent on the. There's a big European 18 aside tournament that happens as well. So what they don't want to do is clash with that. So it's all dependent on those couple of factors. Yeah, that makes sense. You just remind. I don't know how it come up when you said grim weather. It reminded me when we first started doing these international clubs. I used to try and find out about uh, a bit of information about the the round ball game across there. As I'm a massive fan of soccer or as you would call it football. So. Uh, you a fan of it, and what club do you support? Uh, sort of AFL-wise. Ah, soccer. Um, soccer, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I do like soccer. Um, so I support uh, my local team, which is Hibs. Um, so Edinburgh-based team. So uh, I, I don't get enough to, to games enough whatsoever. Uh, just too much going on on Saturdays. <laughs> Obviously being a dad and that, as you'll know. So, um, But yeah, no, definitely watch it. Hibs is kind of my local team, so that's who I support. Yeah, nice. So you mentioned oh, I'm going to learn that being a dad. Um, so my team in Australia is Melbourne Victory. I'm a member of them. And my daughter's four weeks old and she was signed up to be a member for the first time the other day. So uh, that's how much I love me, me soccer. But um, how, hard is it, is, yeah, how hard is it for you guys to get sponsors for the club? So we've been pretty fortunate. So we've, um, we've had a long-running sponsorship with a pub called Malone's. Um, so they're... Uh, sort of Irish pub uh, and they've supported us certainly as long as I've been there so you're talking seven eight years plus um, so we've been quite fortunate in that respect we've got a great relationship with them they, they really support us and um, we'll look to get to them for game like for post-game beers every time uh, and any other opportunities really so we've been pretty fortunate in that respect that we've, we've always had a good strong uh, sponsorship from them. Yeah, nice. It's always important to have a strong sponsorship so you mentioned before about how uh at Edinburgh Fringe Festival, you get out for your social time. What other social events do the club have? So, uh, predominantly, again, it's revolving around alcohol, as you'd expect. Um, we've, we've got now a, a sort of social champ. So, we had numerous events kind of lined up for this year. So, we were going to do like barefoot bowling, um, uh, mini golf, that sort of thing. Um, but, obviously, most of that's been cancelled this year. So, uh, we've kind of expanded it a bit more to just going to the boozer. So, yeah, I kind of gutted with everything that's happened this year because there was a few things lined up. Sounds sounds good. Hopefully, you can can still continue on with some of those things next year and not just make it all about drinking, which most of our events are pretty much just that. Shut up, Rifty. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all about drinking, mate. It's all about drinking. No, we'll. I'm trying, least, yeah, I'm trying to give us a good impression here that it's not all just about drinking, but let's be honest. Most you at least do an activity yeah. while you're drinking. So it's, it's, yeah. you know, 
That's, well, well, we, we have a trivia night. We do trivia while you get drunk, you know. Um, but what about a, a footy trip? Do you guys do an end-of-season footy trip or is it just the tournaments? No, absolutely. End-of-season footy trip is definitely uh, a staple of the Bloods calendar. Um, so, yeah, absolutely get involved in that. The We didn't do one last year, funnily enough, but most recent one was uh, went to Palma in Mallorca and sort of the, obviously the Balearic Islands just off Spain. So uh, that was actually the first footy trip I'd managed to make it to. Uh, and I was pretty broken after it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, well, we did just go on our first footy trip last year. We did a little cruise from uh, Sydney back down to Melbourne, and um, it took a couple good good couple of days to recover from that one. But uh, they're going to bloody islands off of Spain and stuff. And you know, our yeah. best footy trip was to Adelaide. So. <laughs> Yeah. That uh, you, you would have noticed, Frifty, that question left the run shit for quite some time because I got sick and tired of hearing just how good these places, these clubs are going to. And when I was making the run shit for Edinburgh, I completely forgot that was on there. So just had another you know, night. We, we can't even leave our house at the moment. And these guys went off the coast of Spain last year. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, yeah. In all fairness, we didn't see any of the cultural or tourist <laughs> oh. parts of Palma and New York, let's be honest. That's... You at least tasted their beverages, huh? Yeah, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a have a destination already planned for this year? No, not as yet. Um, normally, we will we'll start to plan that fairly early on in the calendar. Um, but no, nothing, nothing in set in stone. Right. Um, so, what about yourself? How long have you actually played for, and, and what posse do you play? So I've played since 2009 on and off. Uh, like there was a couple of years with things like work commitments and stuff that I didn't play as much. Um, so uh, as much as I'd like to consider myself in the forward line, I've got to be honest, I'm, I'm a back. Uh, so uh, if you th- the way that nine aside works, obviously you've got three backmen. Um, so like one fullback and two halfbacks. So I'm normally you know, one of those. Uh, I've got to just accept that, that I'm not built to kick goals. So yeah, back line most of the time. Yeah, I'm just waiting for it to say something. So, no, um, fine. so what number? Do, what number do you wear? To be honest, I don't have a don't have a preference on numbers. Uh, I don't have any sort of superstition with that. Um, I don't play particularly well, like for <laughs> one number or not. So, yeah, just whatever whatever ones fits me. To be honest, yeah, not a bad way to go about it. I guess it gives, it gives you the chance to you know fluctuate within weight. You lose a few kgs, you got to jump to fit you. you Put a couple of kgs on your phone, which um, I reckon a few of our boys will be putting new orders in for jumpers next year, Rifty, with the uh, isolation weight they've thrown on. I reckon there's more than a few, <laughs> and they've jumped a couple sizes. I don't. When you said I, oh, when you drop a few kgs, I don't think there's too many that have dropped a few kgs. So they'll all be going up in size. <laughs> but anyway, so who do you follow in the AFL? So. Uh, Sydney Swans, um, purely for the reason is that my first team was the London Swans, uh, and I hadn't proper followed the team before then. So, uh, yeah, not very adventurous. Just followed the team that I had the same name as the first team I played for. All right. So, what about your favourite player of all time? So, for me, it was I, I, again just at the kind of point I was starting to follow it. As Barry Hall was fairly prominent at that point, so uh, I just loved him because he was a complete lunatic. Uh, so. 
just thought he was really fun to watch. So it's just always been Barry Hall. Yeah, it was just a shame that you'd watch him one week, have a good game, then he'd knock someone out, miss a few weeks, and you wouldn't get, yeah. get to see him all the time. But. It's part of the fun of it, to be fair. It's like, yeah. will, he, will he punch someone this week or not? And um, he was always that way. My brother actually went to high school with Barry Hall, and he was known. He was a couple of years older than my brother, and he was known at the school for... Yeah, you you didn't give him too much lip or you'd cop one, so he was always... Doesn't surprise one. me, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, this is a, a new question that we've just sort of added in for our international friends, and that's um, if you could go back and attend any other sporting event in history, where would you go? Jeez, mm. that's a tough one. Um, probably... Probably Hibs winning the Scottish Cup in 2016. So I just had my son at that point, so I had to watch it on TV. So uh, obviously in Scottish football in terms, we hadn't won it for over 100 years. So it would have been great to actually have been at the ground for it um, rather than having to silently cheer with my son sleeping at the time. So yeah, probably that one. Yeah, nice. I'll tell you what, you're, you're a better man than I am because I may not have gone to the game, but I definitely would have been silent. I would have been not the wife can deal with him. I'm uh, getting drunk and making as much noise as possible. <laughs> Did get drunk, but just uh, <laughs> managed to stay. He was literally about two weeks old at that point. So, I, I, yeah, I'd had about two beers and I was drunk to the last week. So, as you'll probably know. I was watching, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I was up watching the FA Cup final the other week. And I think, yeah, my daughter went two weeks old. And I went from a couple of years ago watching the FA Cup final, drunk as a skunk, to uh, this year with a coffee in hand, with a baby in hand. It was a completely different experience. And I wouldn't say it was any, any better or any worse, but it was just, it was different. At one point, I sort of caught myself going, okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was struggling to stay awake because I was that drunk watching this and getting excited. And now I'm here with a coffee and a baby. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a definite gift and a curse, isn't it? It's it kind is. Of, yeah, it's great having kids, but this kind of sucks at the same time. <laughs> so how did Arsenal go in the FA Cup? Right, they won. Oh, that's, so that's, that's right. the one that's, that I was going on about the other day. That's why Oakland's still all right and didn't get thrown at the TV. <laughs> oh, trust me. Even if we got beaten, she wouldn't have because I've accepted that we're shit. We're, we're, I was ready for failure and we didn't fail, so it was a good day. <laughs> all right. You set your standards low, Rifty. That's what you do, mate. <laughs> well, that's what I've heard. You've had to do that as an Arsenal fan. Arsenal fan, Essendon yes, fan, standards yeah. very, very low. But anyway. Uh, now it's time to throw some of your teammates under the bus. It's one of our favourite favorite parts. So what's your first one, Ed Dog? All right, mate. So who at the Edinburgh Bloods would you say is the class clown? Uh, I wouldn't say class clown, but biggest joker has got to be Big Dunks. So he's been around for longer than I have. Um, he sort of helps out with the coaching as well. Um, but he's he will yeah make a joke about anything. And anyone, so yeah, I wouldn't say he clowns around, but he's definitely the has the jokes. Yeah, nice. Um, how about the party animal? I don't actually. To be honest, there's not been enough social events this year to find out the absolute party animal. Um, there's normally one that stands out each season, but I don't. I don't have one as yet. Um, give it a few more months when, as the lockdown eases, <laughs> then I'll get back to you on that one. Oh, what about BOG at the footy trip, the last footy trip? Who was the best on? Uh, well, well, 
I don't know, I was probably the most remembered for Footy Trip, that one, uh, mainly because I ended up in the marina in Palma, highly illegally, at about <laughs> six, six in the evening, in a pair of budgie smugglers. Um, so so I, I guess, I, I don't know about best on ground, I was probably most notorious at that point. Um, yeah, so, yeah, my nickname like... that's arrived, yeah, it's a, my nickname that's arrived from that is uh, Fev, after Fev's <laughs> famous performance at the, the Brownlow Awards, so yeah. <laughs> So I wouldn't say best on ground, most notorious on ground, let's just say. All right, before you ask the next one, Rifty, you've mentioned uh, Budgie Smugglers. You guys actually have a sponsorship with a Budgie Smuggler company. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right, actually. So sorry, I've talked about Malone's earlier, but yeah, we do have a a sponsorship with Budgie Smugglers. Um, So they basically um, allow us to kind of get some uh, Budgie Smugglers. So we basically dish those out to... Players of the week or club men's football, club men, let's be honest, of the week. Um, and yeah, so that's been going on for a couple of years now. So uh, that's cheers to Cameron for sorting that one out. Um, so if you go on our Instagram, there's some pretty horrific rigs on show. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at them week. right now on Facebook. Just uh, looking at one with just middle your gaze. Middle yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. After absolutely. 2018 Premiership, just out the budgies. And um, no way to last enough. year as well. We're not going to yeah. try and hit them up for a sponsorship. I do not want to see any of our players in budget smugglers. So. I'll look good with Bear Trap in his bearskin rug. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So uh, who's the bloke that just takes the game far too serious? Uh, so I was thinking about this earlier. Um, so we don't have anybody that's, I would say, because of the culture of the club, we don't like people getting on each other's backs and stuff like that. We're very much a positive, kind of inclusive club in that respect. But... Uh, one of our players, Fraser, uh, he does come to training sometimes in full bloods kit with his socks pulled up and a mouth guard in, and it's probably non-contact. So uh, definitely for, for full kind of kit, and uh, that has to be Fraser for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. A full kit wanker. You can't have one of those. It's yeah. I mean, literally, we've done we're, our training socially distanced at the moment, and he's still got the mouth guard in. <laughs> just, just in case he cops that falcon. <laughs> The <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so who's the bloke you wouldn't want to have to share a room with on footy trip? Oh, me, myself. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a pure nightmare. My track record is grim. So, yeah, I feel sorry for anyone that runs with me. It's, uh, it's unfortunate you can't, you have to share a room with yourself. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, do like, I do like that. No one's, I don't think anybody's actually just been so... Normally, when we ask that question, the person that we're speaking to says it's them. It's a very, oh, yeah, I guess it's me. Where you're just like, yep, yeah, it's me. I'll cop it. But um, who's got the best nickname at the club? Uh, well, uh, it depends how uh, PG you can make the nicknames. Is it no holds uh, barred in terms of the no nicknames? Holds barred, mate. No, no holds barred at all. Uh, so, uh, so basically, Cameron's nickname is Jez. Um, because... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, mate, uh, but yeah, because uh, he's like, yeah, originally he had a particular hairstyle that, uh, <laughs> plus his just general demeanour resembled, yeah, jizz basically. So, sorry, Cameron, mate. That's... We have a bloke. We have a bloke at our club. His nickname's Cream Pie, and um, oh, God. <laughs> he got that nickname because on footy trip they used to just come up with names for the back of the singlets. And his first, from my understanding, the, the story goes that for the first footy trip, they've gone, what do you want your nickname to be for the singlet? And he's gone to the boys, 
I don't care, come up with it yourself. So they've come up with cream pie and it has stuck ever since. And he was very, uh, safe to say he was not too impressed with the fact that he let the boys pick it and he's been stuck with a, not exactly the prettiest of nicknames to go with it. No, he's, he's impressed. Yeah. No, it's not too bad. It could be worse, I guess. Yeah. It could be a real reason for it rather than just letting somebody yeah, pick exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. We do try to make up stories on how we got the nickname, but you know, we try to, the nickname's bad enough. So yeah, it's pretty grim. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. Thanks heaps for joining us on your Saturday morning. Uh, we do appreciate you getting up early to take the time to chat to us. Um, best of luck with everything with your socially distanced training and hopefully you, you get a game or two at the tail end of this year and maybe, you know, at least next year you get the tournament back in Scotland. Um, yeah, just give your, your social media a shout out and we'll make sure everyone follows along with the Edinburgh Bloods. Yeah, th- thanks very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Facebook, just type in uh, Edinburgh Bloods. Um, and again, the Instagram is at Edinburgh Bloods. Yeah, beautiful. We'll make sure we share all those. And like I said, thanks again for joining us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day and um, take care. Thanks very much, gents. Thanks, Mark. See you later. Cheers. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra cast with the present VP.